Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment. Um, we go into tantric, archetypal, astrological, shamanic practices, and a whole lot of other stuff to take us into deeper realms of self and start to open and awaken um, these aspects of us. So I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, and I'm happy to bring you the topic of soulmate contracts and twin flames. Ah, what a way to start off the new year. Also very much aligns with the astrology of 2018. So um, don't want to talk a whole lot, but I do want to invite you to subscribe to rewildingforwomen.com because we send out monthly astrology reports just to our subscribers. So that's what we're starting in 2018, which is pretty exciting. So every month, right around the first, you'll get an email giving you the astrology and some tips and some practices that um, kind of support what's going on astrologically. So you can get an inside scoop on the archetypal energies and how to work with everything. And again, that's only subscribers. We're not putting that on the blog. We're not putting that in the Facebook group, nowhere other than to our subscribers as a way of saying thank you. Like, Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being members. So also a huge thank you to you for being here on this podcast with me and in circle. I'm done talking and I will leave you to the podcast, which was recorded as a live stream in our Facebook group. And if you're interested in being in our Facebook group, just go to our website, rewildingforwomen.com and you'll see FB group and click on that and we'll get you in. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy the episode. As you all know, who've been live lots and lots and lots of times, I just sort of chat at the start. So just give a couple minutes for everybody to find the live. Also, Fiona, hi gorgeous, first time, woohoo! Welcome. Um, you picked a good topic to dive into. Melody, hello, my gorgeous friend. I know that I owe you an email. Um, those have been piling up and stacking up, um, but I have lots. I have lots to say, and I just have lots of love for you. Um, Andrea, hi, beautiful. Um, yay! What good timing. I love that. Uh, okay, so. Like I was saying, kind of chat a tiny little bit at the start. We'll wait a little bit longer. Emma, hi, beautiful. It's good to see you. I'm going to see you so soon, aren't I? Um, in the UK. So M is helping us to organize. I hope, M, I know you've changed your profile. So if I am talking about you and this is not the right M, Emma, then um, you should just blow me up and tell me that I've messed things up. But I know that you've changed profiles. Um... Uh, anyways, uh, she's helping to host the UK workshops. So for any of you who are in Europe or want to travel to Europe in March, those are going to be our only live events in Europe this year. Yeah, we've got nothing else planned for Europe. That's the only time that we're going to be in Europe this year. And the astrology is really good for both of those workshops. Um, okay, enough talk about that stuff. Uh, I want to talk about... I want to talk about this big topic, right? It opened up in the last live stream that we did. So for those of you who are here for the last live stream event, Brooke, sorry, gorgeous. I just need to say this. Yes, definitely an East Coast event. Not until like July or August, though. Um, I think we're going to try to do Asheville. I love Asheville, uh, North Carolina. We're just looking for a venue. And I think we're going to do the Lilith workshop. 
out on the East Coast. Ah! So um, sorry to the Rewilding team for just announcing that on a live stream, that that's what I would love to do and that's what's kind of percolating. So we also talked about Lilith in the last live. So for those of you who were live or watched the podcast or the replay of the 2018 astrology, you'll know what I'm talking about when I refer to this big Lilith energy that's going on this year. Um, you'll also know why we're doing twin flames today. So it came up and I started to like roar a little bit about it last time and then pulled back and said, okay, that's a topic for a whole episode because it's so big. There's so much that I have to say about it and want to share about it. Um, and then, oh my God, shut up. There's a fox out my window. I'm not kidding you. Can you see that? I'm sorry. How good is that? Do you see it? I can't tell if you see that. He's right there. There he goes. Ah, I love that. I have never seen a fox out of our door in the daytime. Um, how good is that? Last week we had horses. This week we have the fox. My God, I love it. Um, okay, sorry. sorry. Sorry for the interruption. That was just so cool. I've just not seen a fox in the day outside of my, my window. Um, yay, just for us. Um, I wonder if anybody knows Fox Energy. Um, I think that would be cool to share <laughs> if anybody has a sense of, of Fox Energy. I know like like intelligent, um, fox, like foxy, witty, wily, I know that. But if there's more um, that anybody just feels to share, why not? Um, somebody might get some insights from it. So maybe that was a gift to me to try to be intelligent during this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so we opened up last episode and started to talk about Twin Flames. I started to like get the fire going. And then uh, we had questions at the end of the live stream, which we'll do again today. We'll open up for questions, so we'll chat. And during that chat, talk to each other, leave comments, um, you know, likes, hearts. Like, that's your time to be super, super chatty. I can't totally interact. I can't interact, otherwise I lose lots of focus. And then at the end, we'll save time for, for questions and comments. So last week, the question was, tell us more about um, what you think about Twin Flames or what you've seen with soulmate contracts and the work that you do and in rewilding and working on these deeper levels, what comes up. And I said, oh, okay, we're doing it. We'll do it next week. So that's, that's why we're here, um, doing Twin Flames. All right, before we dive into it, let's open. So let's come into circle. Let's breathe. So just breathe the body open. Drop out of that like really high left brain thinking place and start to just breathe the body. So start to drop deeper into body wisdom, right? So starting to open up the heart, open up the womb, open up that sacred channel within. We won't do too many practices to open, but just breathe. Find a comfortable place, set your intention. How available can you be during this time? Can you give yourself the next 45 minutes or so? Can you sink in and really be present to what's going on? Not just present to words that I'm saying, but I would say even more so to be present to what arises in you. So you can actually use this entire episode as, as a, like a litmus 
test, right? Or just a little, what's arising in me? What's arising? What is this bringing up? What am I feeling? Am I getting pissed off? Do I disagree with Sabrina? Am I going, oh, thank God somebody finally said that. So what you can do during this whole episode, if this feels right for you, is to just feel what comes up when we start to talk about soulmate contracts. Who pops into your mind? Who are you feeling? Can you feel chords or can you feel connections to other souls, other beings? What comes to you? So breathing, feeling into an intention for our time together. So we're stepping in this sacred space. Remember, we come to circle. This isn't just you're on one side of the world on your computer. I'm on the other side of the world on my computer. No, we're saying yes to coming into circle together. We're coming into this space together and it's sacred and it's our temple. So feeling that, right? And and feeling into what is your intention? What is your intention? How... What arises, what's bubbling up for you on how to be here in this circle today? All right, so now (laughs) let's dive in. Let's get into Twin Flames. Let's get into soulmate contracts. (laughs) I thought long and hard about, actually, I didn't think a whole lot about it. I probably felt more into how am I going to approach this topic how can I, how, how, what will be most useful, most valuable for our circle, for you? What will help to maybe blow up some of the garbage constructs that are around this whilst respecting fully everybody's own experience, everybody's own unique journey through life? And kind of one of the first things that came to me around twin flames. So let's just talk about twin flames first. Like, let's just really dive into the deep end. One of the first things that came up when I was thinking about this and how to talk about it was, to me, we have a lot of different constructs that we use to help us grow, help us evolve, help us to explain the unknown, right? We we live in this world that is full of mystery. We have barely uncovered um, reality. We, we will not, the, the mind cannot possibly fathom the actual reality of reality, right? Like cannot grasp reality. This is why we, we call it the mysteries. This is why we, um, we, we seek and we search and we expand and we open up consciousness and you open up to new realms. And so, so we all have different ways of, of helping to explain the mysteries, right? Helping to explain love, huge fucking love. Helping to explain wildly karmic relationships. And you don't have to believe in karma. That's another construct, right? So this might be like, oh my God, Spring, you're blowing my brain. Try to get up here. So we're going to try to talk about this stuff from this level, not this human human level where where the brain just needs to grasp onto something and it wants to define everything. It wants to put everything in a box, right? Like this person is my soulmate. This person is not. Well, that person might be your soulmate, even though they're your worst enemy. They're a soulmate, right? But we, we want to define everything and we want to, and that's, that's the ego. That's our brain. That's, that's left brain. We need that. But we also need to let some of that go. So the first thing that I really want to say about this is 
is I fully respect every view out there. I fully respect it. There's some stuff that I want to share that might help you to grow. And that's what I want to focus on today. But I respect, honor, witness, see every view around twin flame, around soulmate, around... And how I relate to this is I relate to it via religion, right? I know that that sounds a little bit crazy, but if you think about constructs and you think about it's all just a ladder, right? So I thought, I think there was a, I don't know who it was, but there was a great spiritual teacher who once shared like religions are like fingers, right? Here's Catholicism. Here's Buddhism. Here's Hinduism, all leading to the same place, right? They all come to the same place. They all get to the same place, but they're different paths to the same place, different constructs, right? So that's how I see some of this stuff around soulmates, around twin flames, but let's call it not religion or the aim here, like aim here with religion is spirituality, is consciousness expansion, right? Is understanding that. But here the aim here is unity, right? The aim here is masculine, feminine. The aim here is, it is a spiritual path too. I think we all kind of know, like everything is spiritual anyways, but, but the aim here is unity. Now there's a whole lot of paths to get there. One is this construct that's kind of new agey, right? Like your grandparents were not fucking talking about twin flames. They were not talking about twin flames. They may have been still getting, um, getting married because that's what made sense. There was still maybe an arranged marriage back then. There was no such thing as a twin flame. I'm searching for my twin flame. Right? That just didn't exist. But we've got it. And I think it's valid, but we have to sort of detach ourselves from it. That's all I'm saying. So I first and foremost just want to say I respect every single finger, just like every religion. Respect them all. They're a ladder. They're a tool. Now, how far up on the ladder are you, right? If you're in the first rung of twin flames, there's going to be a whole lot of attachment to shit. That's what might piss people off. So I said today, like we might lose, we might lose members in our Facebook group today, or this might be very triggering for some people. And, and that's part of it is, is when you're on that first, there's a whole lot of stuff that's that's sticky that's icky and I want to talk about that because I see in so many women's lives this <sighs> I'm just gonna talk right and if you get really pissed off at me just you can leave the live stream you can leave the Facebook group you can like give me the finger all day long but I'm I kind of can't filter some of this stuff or I'll not say what I need to say so my apologies first and foremost if this really just you want to just choke me. That's cool. Um, I respect that. <laughs> I respect that opinion. So I see so many women and it hurts me. Like it hurts. It brings emotion to me because I see so many women who have been like bamboozled with this stuff around twin flame, twin flame, search for your twin flame, right? And this is what it should look like. The fucking checklist of what a twin flame union should look like. Fuck off. I am angry about that because I see so many women have been hurt by this stuff, by this like new agey shit that's out there, right? Is some of it valid and some of it real? Fuck yeah. Are some of those, are those experiences real and totally true? And are there people's purposes who are meant to come into union? Yeah, I don't deny that. But what I don't like is this, it's like the Cinderella fairy tale. So we're now old enough 
hopefully wise enough to realize, you know, Cinderella ah, doesn't really exist, right? And actually that myth, clinging to and attaching to that myth can hurt me because I might be seeking this fairy tale thing Meanwhile, I'm messing up, I'm unconsciously messing up a relationship that I'm in that's really fucking good, right? Or on the flip side, I'm reading about twin flames and it's like, it's tumultuous. The sex is amazing, but it brings up all of your shit, which is, which is true and that's valid. But what it can do is it can keep a woman stuck in a shitty relationship because there's this external thing saying like, hey, this is what twin flame is and your relationship should be shitty. That's interesting, isn't it? But we use that or I have seen, and we don't always do this, but I have seen women use that as a way to rationalize staying in an abusive relationship right? Using something like that. And there's so much around it, right? Like, and I have so much compassion for this. And like, I've personally journeyed and still do journey through this. So I'm not going to pretend like, oh, I'm standing outside of this whole magical realm of love and connection. I'm not, I'm, I'm in it. I work hard, right? To feel into what has been pumped into me, right? What has been, what have I psychically absorbed from the collective all the way back to when I was a little girl and I'm supposed to be looking for my Prince Charming. So I bust my butt to, to feel into what is, what is, what is truly Sabrina's heart, right? What is truly here and what have I absorbed? right? What are those patterns I've absorbed? What have, what have I grasped onto from story tales, from books, from what my grandparents have said, from the relationships my, my parents have had, right? So we've got to, again, like if we just look at, at, at what we do in rewilding, and I know I talk about this all of the time, but it's de-rubbling. And this is an aspect of it, right? So to come into conscious, loving, gorgeous, sacred union, right? Um, holy relationship. I like that term. Holy relationship, sacred union. Um, those, those big, beautiful tantric connections. We long for them. We know they're there. We know they're there. We long for them. But they don't just happen like that. They're not just like, oh, bang, there he is. I just need to find the perfect person. And then it's all super, super good. That's not, that's not how, that's not how it works, right? That's just, that's not. It's, 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 we've got to get through all of that rubble, right? And I talk about this all of the time. I talked about this in last week's astrology. What, what are your views on the masculine? How, how empowered can you allow him to be? What are your views on the feminine? How, how, um, how sacred is your sexuality? How open is your sexuality, right? Like, so let's just say I'm, I'm, I'm wounded, I'm shut down. Let's say I'm guarding my heart, right? I'm, I'm protecting, I've been hurt. I'm protecting my heart. I'm guarding my heart. Let's say my sexuality has never actually been opened, right? I'm, I'm a woman who's, who's guarded. I'm pretty tense. I, um, I'm pretty tense, pretty tight. Orgasms are really not like, they really don't work. Like maybe I can have a clitoral orgasm occasionally, but it's still just like a little sneeze, right? Like, so I'm like this. 
how the hell is twin flame dude gonna show up? And we've got this vision of like, he just shows up and, oh yeah, oh, you are just the one to open me in like three seconds. No, it's not, it's not gonna happen, right? Can that man show up and open you? For sure. For sure. Are there relationships that are destined to be awakening and opening and purifying and derubbling relationships? Hell yeah, you better believe your ass there are. Are they beautiful? Are they magical? Are they wonderful? Hell yeah. But it's not gonna be overnight. Prince Charming shows up and then you run off into the, you know, the magical thing and you're good. Um, so this is really like a a check into where, where am I believed? Like what's going on for me? Um, how much am I grasping and clinging on to something that's out there, right? How, how much am I allowing that to affect me? And, and it's peeling off the layers and, and standing solid in self. It's everything that we do in rewilding, right? It's, it's getting in touch with that inner wisdom, getting in touch with self. The other thing that I want to just blow up a little bit about Twin Flames is this whole concept of you're not whole until you find the other person. Garbage. That's another, that's garbage, right? Like it's garbage. Um, we are all masculine and we are all fat. We are the whole thing. We are all of it. Now, do we all have to express the full spectrum? Heck no. Heck no. Some of us have soul purposes and we want to express just mostly the feminine, right? And we want to have a man in our life who expressed just mostly the masculine. And that's our dance, right? That's the dance our grandparents, 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 grandparents had, right? Where the masculine primarily held the masculine and expressed the masculine. The feminine primarily held the feminine and expressed the feminine. That is totally fucking valid. It's a beautiful way of living. It's, it's beautiful. It's magical. But what, what's happening in our society is that we're stepping into allness, and, and this is just evolution to me. This is, this is evolution. This is now how we're evolving energetically. This is how we're growing, is we're starting to step into our fullness. Is it everybody's path in this life? No. So I also want to I, I honor that. Like, that's not. It's not everybody's path. And, and please don't get attached to me saying the word evolution. Oh, it's better for me to, to embrace all of them. I don't, I don't want to. You know. And so everything I'm saying, again, take it to that inner fire. What's true for you? What's valid for you? Listen to everything we're talking about from a place of what's resonating, what's pissing me off, what's coming up for me, what's stirring, who am I feeling, what's happening, right? So just feel within that. But in order to come into this union, this union that we long for, right? I, we, we long to be met. We long to connect. We long to love and be loved. It's part of the feminine. It's part of the feminine. Part of the feminine energy is love, right? The feminine purpose. If you look at soul purpose and you ask a very feminine soul purpose question, it's how must I give and receive love in order to feel fulfilled? How must I give and receive love in order to feel fulfilled? 
Whereas if you're standing in the masculine, it's what must I do? What must I do or accomplish or achieve or build, right? So for when we're in our feminine, that's what fills us. So we've got to stop denying that, one. We've got to understand that there are these two very different things to feel into. So those are good questions to ask yourself, by the way. So if you want a rewilding practice, you can feel into those two questions. Um, and so, so we're, we're already... We're set up to love. We're set up to give and receive love. That's part of what fills the feminine is connection, right? That's what we're good at. We're good at connecting. We're good at feeling everybody. This is why we're so empathic. We're, we're extraordinarily empathic, right? And so many of us, we're, we're just like a person walks in the room and you can, yep, I feel you. And I, I'm water, right? I can dance around you. I can flow around you. I can, I can, I'm uh, flexible and moldable and I can move and dance. Whereas like masculine is like more of like rigid, right? But, but so that's our nature is to do this. But how do we want to do this to love, to give and receive the love that we want? And how do we not get sold on the bullshit? So from this place, how do we not get sold on the bullshit, right? Because if you feel into our society, we are sold on the bullshit every day. Every commercial is pretty much aimed at women wanting to be loved. It's so sad and it kills me. This is part of what I want. Like, it's disgusting to me how we are praying. That part of us that's beautiful and wonderful and amazing and real, is it, we're, it's preyed upon. It's preyed upon and it's twisted and it's distorted and it's manipulated and there's horrible, horrible movies about it, but we love watching the movies and the soap operas and the books and the da -da 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 -da. and we buy chocolate because we think that that's associated with love. Like they associated flowers, chocolate, and diamonds with love. And so we just, we love, we love that because somehow in our psyche, they've pumped it into our brains that that's what love is. We're crazy. So, so when we start to feel into this, it's, it's not only feeling into like what is what from this life is preventing me from doing that, but it's also what in our collective, where am I at within the collective? How much have I bought into not just what the commercials are saying, but some of the twin flame stuff, right? Some of the twin flame stuff to me is like a commercial. To, to me, yeah, it can be this this beautiful ladder up to union and, and can be wonderful stuff, but read it with a grain of salt. Read it. Take it to that fire, right? Everything that you feel, everything that you, so you don't get caught in this trap that's creating bad relationship or you're staying in an abusive relationship because, well, the Twin Flame book says that it should be it should be tumultuous. Well, tumultuous doesn't mean getting punched in the face, right? Um, or also, I think so many times, like, the soulmate is in front of you or the twin flame is right in front of you, but we're not seeing him. Like, he might be your husband, but we don't want to see him because we don't want to do the work. He's your fucking twin flame, though. And you've got to de-rubble in order to ever come into union. 
you've got to get out the demons, right? Of the years that the patriarchy has crushed you, has abused you, has violated you, has mutilated you, has done whatever. We've got to get that out, right? And so, so often I also see women who have these sacred, divine, masculine men, but they can't see him. They can't see that this is their, this is their twin flame. He's right here. You married him, right? But, but you can't see because we're buying into this thing out here, this like, this, this storybook crap or the twin flame book of, well, oh, actually, I only have like three of the seven things that would describe a twin flame, so I must not be married to my twin flame. Who? What? What? Get rid of the lists. Feel here. Right? Feel here. Um, and so when it comes to a great practice that I love to do, with everybody in my life, everybody in my life, those, my family, my friends, my lovers, my team, uh, everybody, everybody who's in my life is to feel into what is my contract with them? Because you've got a contract with everybody that's in your life. It just depends on what level it's at, what, right? It depends. So Every, we've all got contracts with everybody. So now I guess we're kind of flipping over into the soulmate contract thing. But it's, what is my contract here? What did I sign up to give this person and what did they sign up to give me? What, what is our dance? What do our energies do when we get together? And to be detached from that. So, so often we try to make a soulmate contract into a contract that it is not right? So I have had amazing lovers in my life who have literally been great awakeners. They have taken me to places that only that man at that time could have taken me. But I was still living in that fantasy of trying to put the fairy tale thing on top of it right? Because we're so like still ingrained, like "Mm, if it's not a forever relationship, then it's not really valid or important or useful or valuable, or I've failed. Why the fuck is it that every time we end an intimate relationship, we've failed? How, How did we come to believe that, right? We should be coming out of these things celebrating and going like, we have fulfilled our contract. Like I have served him. He has served me. And please don't take him and her um, in context. It could be, I have served her. She has served me, whatever. I don't, right. So just, I just make it simple, right? So serving, serving contract is done. Amen. Like now, now are we still friends or are we, you know, do we move on? Um, so I love that practice of, of, of seeing it from this height, right? So getting up, getting up here, not seeing it from this, like, I'm so attached to Cinderella. I'm so attached to having a man. I need to be married. I need to have babies. Right. And we're just, we're just attached to this thing, but coming up here and going, okay, one, what happens when our energies get together? Just feel that. Be honest with yourself. Honest, raw, vulnerable, totally open, honest. If you can't tell yourself the truth, you are messing up that whole inner system, right? Why does my guidance not work? Because you're lying to yourself. 
you're putting clogs in the wheel, right? Why do I not know what my intuition is saying? Because you're lying. You've got, you're, you're putting rubble in there. It's trying to tell you. So, so get real. So when this soulmate's energy gets together with my energy, what is this third energy that gets created? Right? And if you look at it from an astrological standpoint, that's just the third chart that gets created. Right, So you look at these two charts, and then you create a third chart. This is a third entity. So if you start to detach yourself and feel into what is this third entity, so that third entity has a sole purpose. And you can see it in a chart, in a relationship chart. Where's the north node? What is that relationship's sole purpose? Is it in the 12th house, right? Well, that is going to bring up a whole lot of hidden stuff all of the time, right? Is there a lot of stuff around South Node? If there's a lot of stuff around South Node, you've got a lot of karma coming in. You've been in past lives together. You've probably killed each other. You've probably made love. He's probably been your mom. You've been his son or whatever, right? You can see it. You can, you can see it in a sinistry chart and you just go like, oh my God. It's right there. But you don't need to get your chart read. You don't need to run charts. Feel what gets created when our two energies come together. What gets created? What is it? What is my contract with this person? You can take yourself into a shamanic journey. You can meditate on this. You can do all sorts of different practices to get past left brain because we get so attached, right? Left brain is still attached to the story. That's ego. Ego wants the story. Ego wants this man to be the man, right? There's probably like a thousand, 20,000 men, women who are your soulmates or twin flames, right? When are they? But to just feel and to honor, honor honor that contract, whatever that contract might be, to grow into it, to honor it. And, and also just looking at an astrological standpoint, some of us as individuals, right, we have, I'm talking about North Node again, so like your soul's purpose is just a marker, right? It just gives you clues and insights. Some of us have North Node, let's just say you have North Node in the house of marriage. You're working on that. Like that is what lights up your life. That is part of your soul's, soul's growth. That is what your soul is longing to do in this world. That's how the divine energy wants to express through you. That's part of your gift, part of your magic. And what you're here to do is to come into union, right? Like North Node in, let's say if North Node in the house of marriage, um, conjunct Parvati and Juno, the goddesses of the sacred marriage. Well, you, you better believe that that's your soul's purpose. And you probably will have a twin flame, as they define it in the cool book, experience, right? And imagine he also has that soul purpose of, right? I have North Node, he has North Node in the seventh house along with Juno and Parvati. Well, you two were, right? Like, that's your soul's purpose. But... We also might not have, we most likely do not have that lineup. So like for me, North Node is in uh, ninth house, right? That's like, I don't need to talk about that, but it's not the house of marriage. Um, doesn't mean that I can't get married. Doesn't mean that I don't have an amazing relationship or, or twin flame connection or soulmate connection. It just means that other things will light me up. I'm here to express other way, right? So I, I heard this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I wish I could 
say the exact words. It was shared by James Finley, who I love. He's a Christian scholar. (laughs) You might not be interested in him, but I love him. Um, He was sharing in a lecture once around... um, uh, shoot, I just lost it. I started talking about James Finley. I get all excited and I lose what I was going to say about it. Oh, he was talking about finding your, uh, Joseph Campbell calls it finding your bliss, finding your bliss. That's how you follow your soul's purpose, your own unique myth, right? The hero's journey, all of that stuff is find your bliss, follow your bliss, follow your bliss. The way James Finley said it is find that person or that thing that lights up your life right? And I love that he, he shares it in that way. And he said a couple of other things. It was like, find that person or that cause or that career or that creation of something that lights you up. Find it. And so I just love that, that it's different things that can light us up. We still, as the feminine, we still have this desire to love, to give, and to receive love. But don't buy into the story tale boxed in love. Your love for you to totally feel full, the way that you give and receive love might not look like that story tale that we've been pumped into our heads since the time we were little and we still are by new age twin flame stuff, right? Like we, it's been pumped into us. How many movies have you watched, right? What do the girlfriends talk about when they get together, right? How much of that has just been collectively what we stepped into? And how much of that is authentically what it is that will bring you the biggest love, how to give and receive love. I see women who, in order for them to feel the most full in their love, they give and receive love to hundreds of people. That's that's what fills them the most. I can say, for me, running a retreat or a rewilding workshop or inner circle, right? Like inner circle, the opening circle. I just cried. I cried during opening circle, filming just like this. We did a live stream. I'm crying because to me, that is giving and receiving love, right? That fills my feminine because it's this huge circle of love. It's like what we're sitting in, right? I I do this because this is what fills, part of what fills my love. And so I only share the personal experience with you to to hopefully help you to like blow up that box a little bit, blow up those expectations, blow up what the society is saying, blow up what's been jammed down our throats, what they've been trying to sell us forever, um, and, and feel into what do I want? What is my bliss? What, where's my bliss at? Where's my bliss? And it doesn't have to look like marriage and 2.5 babies with a white picket fence and two, two cars outside and a dog. It doesn't have to look like that. Um, I know that we're starting to expand out of that. I'm not not silly to that, but still ingrained deep within us, we've got a bit of that. We've got a bit of that, like, oh, I'm failing if I'm not married by the age of whatever. Well, who says that? Is that your real feeling or is that what grandma's telling you? Because I can tell you, like, my grandma thinks I'm failing in life. She, she really thinks I'm failing in life because I don't, I'm not married yet and I don't have two babies and a white picket fence. But that's her belief. It's not mine. That to me would be really sad and I would not be happy living that life. I would be, I would be dead inside. I would be dead. So it's that what lights you up? What lights you up? Um, there is a really good 
audio program that I loved that Carolyn Mace and Andrew Harvey did on soulmate contracts. So if you want to feel into some more around soulmate contracts, I liked their information. I love how they talk about it from a lot of different perspectives, right? It's not just, um, not just romantic love, not just tantric. So they also do a whole lot around Andrew Harvey does a whole lot around tantric relationships, which I think is brilliant. Um, and also like tantric adversaries, soulmate adversaries, the people who show up in your life who are damn well, they're soulmates, but they are like the enemy who's trying to kill you all of the time. Um, so it's just beautiful. It gives you a lot of different views, kind of expands the mind a little bit around soulmates and contracts. So I hope I've done this justice. Um, this is a huge, huge topic. Um, I'd love to open up the conversation to any questions. So if anybody has any questions that I can maybe answer in, um, Kim, it was Andrew Harvey. So Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Mace. I downloaded it on, I believe, Audible. I think I got it on Audible. Or maybe I got it on iBooks. But I know that I have the audio version of it, and I think it's only in the audio version. Um, thanks, Denny, for sharing that. Um, yeah, so if there's any questions around this conversation as you evolve in yourself does the type of man you're attracted to totally change jenny it can um, i think that's a great question it absolutely can so depending on your path depending on what your soul is calling in sometimes some women's path is to call in a lover who opens this aspect of them and then a little bit down the track, she calls in another lover who opens this aspect of them, right? So only that man can open this. It's like, it's like being in this most gorgeous, fabulous, like workshop, like tantric workshop. And so this man opens this and then she continues to evolve and grow and like, wow, we've served each other really well, perfectly. And then this man comes and he opens up this and it's like, wow, I didn't even know that aspect was me. And then maybe that, that ends and it's like, oh, beautiful. Thank you. We've served each other really well. And then it's this, or it can be that I'm opening and growing. This man is opening and growing. We then both step into like this new evolved level of being or this new place within myself, his self, right? Cause it's the polarities. So when I go into this place, he, t he will polarize me over here, right? And so then when I go into this place, he then has to polarize me from this place, right? So it's this, wherever we're at, like I'm here, he's dancing here. I dance here, he dances here, I dance here, then he dances here. So it can be, it's different. It's different and we all have choice. So here's the crazy part is it's a potential. It's all a potential. So we're with a man and let's say I'm dancing here and now I want to dance here. And so he would have to dance here in order to dance here with me. Well, he might not choose to dance here with you. So just because you've said yes to the evolving, to the opening, to this, he may not say yes. It could be a potential on his path to potentially meet you at this place, but he doesn't have to say yes. Does that? I hope that makes sense. Um, we've always got choice. And then your, your decision is right? So now you have choice. You're wanting to dance here, asking him to dance here. Well, now your choice is, okay, do I choose to dance here? And if so, he probably has to leave. If it's dancing in, in a tantric relationship, or that's, that's kind of what you're going for, right? Where he's there with you, meeting you, that polarity. 
Um, you can then choose either I'm going to continue here and bring in, call in whatever has to come in to meet me here and to help me open to this, which may put him there. It might by you continuing to do that. Or you may actually, and I see this happen a lot, you may actually choose to go, okay, I won't go there. I'll stay here. Okay, so in order to meet you, I'll stay here. Does that make sense? God, I hope that makes sense. These are so hard to to try to bring into words, um, but awesome, awesome question. Um, um, let me just scroll back up. I'm so bad at this part. Um, ex-husband. Sorry, I'm just looking for um, question marks. It's so hard when I don't see question marks because I just read all these words. Uh, oh, here's one I think. Oh, crap. <laughs> By focusing so much on romantic love, aren't we buying into um, patriarchy? Yeah, uh, Jay, great question. Po- possibly. Um, I think for each of us it's different. Uh, it, it can be that, and there's a lot of books that have been written on... Um, on why we had the... Um, the, what's the word I want to use? Why we came up with marriage, the, the structure of marriage. There's a great word. I can't think of it. Um, but why we came up with the structure of marriage and what it did for us. And that can be very patriarchal from an ownership standpoint, right? You, I went off in a video about women being traded for a goat when they get married, right? You just are passed off from husband to or from father to husband, and can be potentially buying into some of that stuff. Um, so, but it's totally different, so it's not always the case. Uh, and that's why we've got to feel like what comes up. We go, go into the deep spaces, right? You start to go into some of the, work with the archetypal energies. You start working with the archetypal energies, and you start to go into these deep places, and you will uncover if it's patriarchy, if the buying into romantic love is is buying into the patriarchy, or if the romantic love is is actually soul's purpose, or if the buying into romantic love is a wounding from a past life, or if the buying into romantic love is of trying to fill some sort of gap, um, or self-worth, or it can be a trillion different things. Um, but yeah, it can definitely, um, can definitely be that. So I'm just seeing, trust in yourself and allow them to follow. Um, let them go if they don't sometimes I feel like twin flame is all you you're your own twin flame uh hell yeah sister um Nizara I hell yeah uh hell hell yeah and that was kind of what I touched on when it was saying like don't buy into anything that tells you you are not whole without another person and the other thing is um it's the Tantric relationship, like authentic, real tantric relationship, a part of that aspect is to worship the divine in that person, right? It's, it's our ICU practice. And so the worshiping, and maybe worshiping is a tough word to swallow, the honoring, if that feels better, but it's, it is worshiping. I'm just going to go with that. Who cares? If I piss you off, you can leave the live stream, right? We already talked about that. So it's the worshiping of the divine in that person, um, which 
if you can worship, the, and this is the same as mantra, as worshiping statues and, and images and all of that stuff, is all we're doing is using that as the divine and we're worshiping through that. But in that worshiping of that divine, I'm worshiping that in me. So that's, and, and human relationship is amazing for that because instead of like projecting onto a statue, we're, it's a human, which is a little bit closer to our form, right? So if I'm seeing the divine in you, it's like, wow, wow. Yeah, that opens me up. And that's part of what Tantra, um, part of the magic of Tantra, is it just mere, it just starts to open and, and the honoring of the like divine masculine. So then you can do, do the polarities, which takes you kind of like takes the full stream of divinity, breaks it into two, and then you can dance here, dance here. And then within that, you can then break it into multiple archetypes, right? So this is why it's a little bit easier to swallow archetypes. This is why we work in that realm. It's because it's a little bit easier to swallow it versus just like going right here to the whole direct beam of things. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, um, but that's how it works. That's kind of trying to put words to the magic behind working with archetypal energies. Um, but Nizara, I love that. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad you shared that. Okay, here's one. Uh... Oh, Leslie, I love this. Woman, I love this because I had this in my notes, but I didn't get to it. What if your spouse is not awake, but a good partner in every other way? Leslie, this is so amazing that you answer, that you asked this question. Thank you, sister. Um, I, I read this a long, 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 long time ago. And this is another practice that I always do is what is the purpose of this relationship? So I've, I've come into a marriage or I've come into an intimate relationship. What is the purpose of this relationship? Talk about it, honor it, get to the truth of it. If the truth of that relationship is we are here to raise children together, that is the purpose of our relationship, right? So you've got your, your energy, his energy, what is that third energy? What is the purpose of that third energy? And that purpose might be, we are here to support each other in life. We are here to raise children together. We are here to be best friends and just love the shit out of each other from that perspective. But we don't energetically, sexually are not compatible, right? Or we're not on that same path. So these are just big, deep questions, right? And this is all about blowing up the constructs of what we've also been ingrained in, like relationships should look like this. This person should have everything. Good, good luck, right? Like good, good luck. I want my husband to be my best friend. I want him to be like a girlfriend to me who can paint his toenails and watch girly movies with me. I want him to be rough and tough and be able to fix the house. I want him to be the best lover on the planet. I want him to be the best dad. I want him to be the best provider. I want him to be this, right? We've got this whole slew of things. It's like, actually, that's not the contract. That's not the contract. That is just not the contract. So, Leslie, I'm so glad that you brought it up, right? And then it's choice. So it's just, it's choice at that point, right? And having those open, honest, real conversations. That's the biggest thing, is the open, the honest, the real conversations, not being afraid of what's going to happen, of the consequences. Like, hey, I'm on this big, huge spiritual path. I need, I need to do this. My soul is screaming for me to open, to awaken, and to keep going. Now, I honor and respect that that might not be your path in this lifetime. We have built this amazing life together. How can we do this, right? So how... 
And if that's what you want, like, can we continue to have this life together? But this is what I, this is where I'm going. This is what I, I, it's my soul is screaming to explore this stuff. Right? So it's conversation and then choice, conversation, honest, 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 but, but also not expecting that every relationship is going to have everything. It's just like, that's another one of those things that's been ingrained in us. Um, to expect. Okay, so what do we, uh, maybe we'll just do a couple more questions, like two. Um, is there a way to release a connection or do you just have to wait? Oh, Nicole. I think this will be our last question because this is a really good one, sister. I love it. Sally Kempton does an awesome YouTube talk on karmic relationships. So there's another resource for you. Just Google on YouTube, search on YouTube for, I don't know what to search for. Search for Sally Kempton, mm, karmic relationship. I think it will come up. I think it's still there. She gives a great, great talk on it. She gives a good practice on releasing, right? So you can use some of those shamanic cord cutting practices. You can use the practice that Sally Kempton gives you. There's a lot of different practices that you can use and I would actually strongly suggest watching that video because it's pretty cool she talks about what karmic relationships feel like um, and sometimes to answer your question Nicole sometimes <laughs> it's just going to be there until the karma is worked through sister <laughs> and if that person leaves your life but that hasn't yet been worked through. And you don't have to believe in karma, right? You don't have to believe in karma. You can use a different word or a different sort of um, parameter uh, around that. Or wounding, if you want to say like that wound hasn't been healed or that part of self hasn't been derubbled. However we want to say that. Um, yeah, we can do practices to work to release that. And sometimes that will do it because it's just simple. It's just, it's not really deep. It's not super, super intense. But on the other hand, sometimes it is that you just gotta keep working it. And that's sometimes where the deepest dives are. Sometimes those are the best soulmates on the planet. The best because they take you to places that you are so resistant to go to. Places that no workshop can get you to, no retreat can get, like they take you to places that you are so resistant to go to. And your soul is going, yes, your soul is going, I don't really care what your mind thinks or your heart feels. I don't care that this is hurting you. We've signed up for this bad boy. So your soul is saying to their soul on a whole nother level, like, I need this, right? That's why we do this work. This is why we do it. This is why we go deep into the depths so we can get to those levels, so we can get beyond this place and into those places. Um, I love that woman. So it can totally vary. The practices support. Um, but yeah, watch the Sally Kempton video. I think that'll give you a lot more insights. Okay, my beautiful, amazing, gorgeous goddess friends. It is eclipse this month. Okay, for those of you who've been rewilding for a long time or are astrology-based or know quite a bit about astrology, you know eclipses are potent, they're wild, they're crazy, they're big. They basically 
Um, it's kind of like a, it's like blasting uh, lightning bolts at us and sun rays and everything that's just opening and awakening. So it amplifies whatever's going on astrologically by like a thousandfold, maybe not a thousandfold. I'm just making up numbers at that point, but it amplifies in a really big way whatever's going on astrologically. So it means bigger stuff's coming up. We've got a lot of black moon and Kali happening right now. A lot of de-rubbling. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. Work deep, right? I talked about this in the newsletter. We've given you some practices. Work deep. This month is awesome. Work these eclipses. So the first eclipse is end of January. Next eclipse is like 15th of February. We've got three workshops happening in eclipse season. I'm not doing that out of coincidence. I'm doing that because it is a potent awesome time to journey. It is an amazing time to dive in. So if you're going to do something, do it now. Pay attention the next six weeks, right? We've got, we've got an opportunity to work with Mother Nature in rhythm, right? We all talk about like, I want to be in rhythm with the moon. I want Eclipses the same thing. Like, why did we stop at the moon? Let's be in rhythm with this too. So we can either work in rhythm with it or we can work against it. And we're like, oh man, I'm just getting tossed around and thrown around. I can't even, I can't even figure out what's going on. Um, so you can do it consciously or you can do it of just like, eh, whatever, like just kick me in the head. And so there's tools, right? So I'm saying, use your practices, use your tools. If it feels right to come to a workshop, get to a workshop. They're freaking huge. We just announced, this is cool news. Um, we just announced that we're doing a men and women's workshop in Colorado in February, uh, right close to that 15th eclipse we're doing on the 17th of, of February. So that's, um, that's pretty, pretty huge. We just released it today. So if you want to work with your partner, um, totally open to couples, also open to singles. If you know men who want to, we're, we're going to try to get it to be 50-50, um, but that's a great workshop. Um, if you've got men that you want to work with or men that you want to share rewilding with, that's a good one. Or if you want to come and work in some masculine energy, which brings up a whole other slew of really fun things, and it's really... Uh, the two big themes that I'm seeing talked about this in last video. So if you didn't watch 2018 astrology, just go to the previous episode and listen to that. Um, talked about sacred marriage, what's going on there and also soul purposes. It's really cool. Um, what's happening. Some of this twin flame stuff is really relevant as well in soulmate contracts, of course. So that's what's going on. Um, I have huge, Love for you all. Thank you so much for being here on the live stream and creating the space and injecting our beautiful Facebook group with so much love. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a co-creation and I'm grateful and I'm grateful that I get to be here with you on Thursdays, um, at least Thursdays, my time. So I will see you all next week. Uh, don't know what the topic is yet, but, um, We'll announce it when we announce it. Okay, I love you all so, 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 so much, and I will see you soon.